0: Turn on CNN, that's all they cover. COVID, COVID, pandemic, COVID, 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 COVID. Uh, uh. You know why they're trying to talk everybody out of voting? People aren't buying at CNN, you dumb bastards. They're not Well, there we go. That was good. <laughs> Definitely not losing it at all. Uh Hello there. My name's Pete. And this is Social Distancer. It's the Monday night show. And Trump is well, I don't know, what is it, a meltdown? Maybe, maybe another one. Um, He called Fauci a disaster earlier following Fauci's um, appearance on 60 Minutes last night, which he didn't like. And Fauci said he wasn't surprised that Trump got COVID-19 because he was so, you know, all over the place in the White House. And um, that clearly got under under um, Trump's skin. So far, 29,600,000 plus people have voted in the US election. Uh, 29 million, extraordinary. Millions in Texas, millions in Florida, and um, plenty more millions up and down the country. And mail-in ballots is interesting because this is the uh, aspect of voting that old um, Trumpy Bumpy has been, uh, you know, attacking and saying that. So the idea, as we know, is that Trump will not accept the uh, result of the election if he loses. He will he will accept it if he wins. <laughs> but he thinks that he can only lose. Well, he, he, well, we know what he thinks. He thinks that he's going to try and fucking pull a fast one. And the idea is that he can only lose if it is taken off him unfairly. Um, And his line of defence is, you know, there's no evidence for it. There have been, uh, you know, various uh, kind of panels and uh, organisations looking into this in detail. And there's no evidence that there's widespread voter fraud in any way including um, when you post in your bloody ballot, mail in your ballot, those fucking Americans. The, the, the paceman Pat, they call Mailman Pat, they call him, Postman Pat. Yeah, Mailman Pat. Mailman Pat. Um, so there's no evidence for it whatsoever, but it doesn't stop Trump, who's doing it himself, of course. <laughs> it doesn't stop stop Trump from... Uh, Trying to suppress the votes, number one, by saying that it's all, you know, dodgy and uh, uh, 40, 40. But also, um, that if it is a close election, he can say, "Oh well, they only won because they, they um, cheated. You know, they kind of stole it off me, and I'm the real winner." Now, the idea then from Biden's campaign is you know, in their dream-like scenario is that you make it so big that even if Trump has the fucking balls, like if, uh, for instance, he wins Florida and Ohio, as an example, and he's won, you know, I, I don't think he's going to win Ohio. So, OK, let's take on the three-three-four that I've got him down as uh, Biden, down as winning here. Yeah? If he wins that, and it's really clear, on the night we know that he's won Florida, we know that then, therefore, we can assume, based on everything that we do know about Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Arizona, and um, and uh, you know, he'll win Nevada, and North Carolina, he'll win, and um, Wisconsin as well. Yeah, based on that, we can assume that he's got three, three, four. We can assume that that's round about the territory. Whereby and anything bigger, because of course he could win Georgia, he could win Ohio, you know. If he wins Texas, which I think is a massive if, I don't think he's going to do that. And really, in their wildest dreams, I don't think that anyone's really thinking that he's that Biden's going to win Texas. And if he does win Texas, we haven't seen anything like this since um, I think it goes back to Johnson, LBJ, in the uh, in the 60s. So you know, like. That's a long time. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but, but even without Texas, it would be a, like a huge landslide, clearly, if he gets a couple more than I think he's going to get. You know, if he does get Georgia and if he does get Ohio and all of the others that I've mentioned, then it's going to be a big, big, you know, huge win, an absolute historic win for Biden But even without those, if he gets three, three, four, I think it's in that territory for Trump to be pretty fucking brazen by saying, oh, no, it's, um, you know, I would have got it if it weren't for those pesky kids. You know, if it weren't for those pesky um, mail-in votes that, you know, I've always said, didn't you fucking hear what I was saying about the mail-in votes? It's all rigged, you know, it's all a hoax. It's all a fraud. And apart from that, I would have won. Yeah, that's going to be his argument. And you'd hope with three, three, four in the bag that Mitch McConnell and all those fucking you know people that are still calling themselves Republicans, you know, in Trump's recast Republican party, even they will step in and realise, well actually we can't actually have, like we don't actually have a dictatorship I know we've been, you know, fucking around with this guy for a couple of years but, you know, the people have spoken and the people have fucking chucked him out, you know so now it's time to step up to the plate I mean it's a, you know a bit of a dream to think that Mitch McConnell ever fucking, you know put his own power and the power of the um, Republican Party on the back seat for one fucking second but you'd hope, you know that Biden will make the call and say come on let's get this fucking bozo out of the White House and so then you can imagine then with 334 that Trump would find it difficult to to argue he probably still will argue but it would be difficult for him to argue anything above 334 and then of course it becomes more more difficult you know and then the thing encroaching a landslide then it really you know realistically it becomes impossible he can fucking have a go but it really becomes impossible because then you know people then really have to start thinking about you know who am I going to side where what, what is my little bit you know in the history books am I really going to kind of be linked forever with this fucking crook, you know? This guy that is trying to stay in the White House when clearly he has lost. So mail-in um, votes has all been, you know, kind of affected on the Republican side by this. And the Democrats are returning. So they first of all, they're requesting more mail-in votes and they're returning them a lot more as well, like ridiculous amount, yeah? so as an example they are you know something like twice the number of, of um, where where there's only so many states where people um give their kind of party registration data yeah so that's not all the states there's like roughly i don't know like 15 or 20 of them or so so you know it's not all the states by a long shot but there's probably about a third of them say out of the 50 that does do it and um you know, within that uh, kind of cohort uh, or data set, there are loads and loads of Democrats um, you know going for the um, mail in. And you know basically that what that means is that the Republicans are um, well, they're, they're going to wait for election day, which is a difficult. Uh, position again for Trump to be in because there's so many things could go wrong you know bad weather like Covid could you know a little local outbreak of Covid could mean that polling stations are closed you know people could get Covid-19 they could be bloody thinking well actually I don't really want to vote you know there's like so many things And there's no real enthusiasm for Trump, apart from his base. And we know that his base isn't big enough to to get him elected, you know. Apart from his base, it looks like potentially he's a toxic candidate, you know. Um, And of course, we also know that essentially up and down the country, certainly in those places that are swing states or potential swing states, so for instance, uh, Texas and Arizona and Georgia and Ohio, and um, you know North Carolina which I think it does look quite comfortable for Biden but you know these are traditionally swing states you've got um, local Republicans who are turning their back on their friends turning their back on their local parties and going for Biden and setting up new organizations so for instance Republicans for you know Florida, for instance. Sorry, Republicans against Trump for Biden in Florida. And Re- Republicans against Trump for Biden in, you know, Arizona, etc, etc. Yeah. And these people, I want to put the word out to these people and give them a bit of kudos, okay. And it's not like me, you know, I'm as partisan as you get, as you bloody know if you're listening to this, right. But you know fair play to these guys okay i'm obviously i see that they're i see the world different from them yeah and maybe you do too but fair play to them because they are doing something that is uncomfortable they are totally out of their comfort zone by and and they're doing the right thing okay like undoubtedly they're doing the right thing and they're doing the right thing in a way that is uncomfortable okay we're doing the right thing or i am at least by you know, calling Trump a fucking arsehole, do you know what I mean? But it's easy for me to do that, you know, it's really easy for me to do that. I haven't been a Republican for, you know, 30 years, do you know what I mean? So those Republicans who, if they, even if they voted for Trump, it's even more difficult, obviously, to then kind of realise, oh my God, I made a big mistake and he wasn't what I wanted, you know, and you could go down the list of crimes, like literal crimes, that Trump has um, committed in the White House, you know, not just whatever, like politically different from my views, but actual crimes that he's committed, you could go down the bloody list. And for a lot of, you know, definitely Republicans, but Republicans with morals, essentially, you know, Trump is too much. And these uh, organisations are popping up left, right and centre. Some of them are famous, like some of them are world famous, and they have millions of uh, followers on Twitter. The most famous is probably the Lincoln Project, which is set up by people that put George W. Bush in the White House, yeah? People that worked with, um, with uh, John McCain when McCain was the Republican candidate up against uh, Barack Obama in 2008, yeah? So these people are at the top of, or were at the top of the Republican Party, Republican through and through, Work with presidents, work with senators, you know, know exactly how to run a campaign, and they're using all of their skills and all of their judgment and all of their contacts um, and all of their fundraising ability against Trump this time. And Lincoln project is interesting because the iconography that they use is total Republican attack job. Yep. All of those Republican hit job adverts that used to be against Obama, for instance, or Hillary Clinton or, you know, you name them, you know, uh, is now against Trump. And um, it takes guts to do that, you know. It takes guts to do that. There's some people like George Bush and Jeb Bush who are anti-Trump, but they're quiet about it. But it takes a lot of guts, especially the local guys, the guys that don't have the high profile, the guys that don't have the money and the connections to kind of get away with it, if you like, and the fame, the infamy within the party to kind of get away with it, you know. But the local guys, you know, my hat, I take my hat off to them. It's not a MAGA hat. Before you fucking ask I take my hat off to them Because it's a brave thing that they're doing They're getting a lot of stick And you know, serious stick From their friends And you know, former people That they've known for years and years and years In the Republican Party But you know, for them Trump has crossed the line And you know, they know That you need to do everything in this election To get that fucker out of office Yeah? Yeah? And they may disagree with Biden on loads and loads of things, but they see Biden for who he is. And Biden is a totally, I mean, you know, they disagree politically with Biden, but this goes beyond politics. So I think with that in mind, you know, the Republicans as a kind of voting bloc have got a lot of catching up to do, you know. There are people, like hundreds of thousands of Republicans are not only... Not going to vote for Trump this time, but are actively engaged in supporting Biden and telling people about, you know, uh, this is with this election. Party politics is one thing, but this is above that. We need to, you know, go for the, the person that's not insane. So Wales has gone into lockdown from, they're calling it a fire break, from Friday, and it's 17 days. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then two weeks, and then another another weekend. So that's really good. Two weeks isn't long. Hopefully it's long enough. But it is quite, um, you know, like basically close everything. Including the schools, it runs alongside the half term for one week, and then when the schools come back, everyone apart from year nine, ten, and eleven in secondary school is back. But years nine, ten, and eleven are off for another week, which is really good. So it's a you know it, it's great. I would prefer if it was a bit longer, but I understand the. Financial implications of every day in seventeen days is better than fourteen days. You know, it's nearly twenty-one days. It's two and a half weeks, so not bad, not bad at all. It joins Northern Ireland, who are going into lockdown um, for four weeks. You know, and of course we don't have lockdown yet, uh, a circuit break yet in um, England. No surprise there, because Sausage Johnson would rather save face and save lives. That's a good line, isn't it? Yeah. Sausage Johnson would rather save face than save lives. Yeah, that's a good line, isn't it? Yeah. Um, to do 10 back on that and hear that again. Now do 20 back and you could hear it twice. And um, But it's absolutely true. I mean, you know, a couple of people, including the researcher, said after Starmer kind of made such a big deal out of wanting a circuit break, you know, they kind of thought, oh, fuck's sake, it's never going to happen now." You know, and there might be something in it. I don't. I. Th- I still think it's inevitable because this is only going one way. You know, today the eighteen thousand uh, confirmed cases, that's up by five thousand, and we know that it's still playing catch up. You know, we know that there's still a lot more than that in the, in the community and the community, but it's not looking good. Everything is rising everywhere. You know, we know the score. In the States, it's looking fucking appalling, you know. On the day that old Trumpy one, because Fauci a disaster. What is it? 43 out of the 50 states um, is going up in 43 states. Looking fucking bad in some states, uh, including Wisconsin. So listen, if you are in one of those states that's going through it, or one of the, you know, the Cardiff area and um, you know lots of places in the north of England and lots of places in Scotland if you're in a place where it's rough you know my heart goes out to you but always remember that we are more in charge of our destiny than anyone else I mean that's true generally speaking but it's also true specific to this pandemic okay It does mean that we need a kind of alertness and a vigilance that is exhausting, but it is also essential and we cannot slip, right? Unfortunately, we cannot slip and even if we don't slip, we might still get it, which is the disgusting, you know, thing about this, Do you know what I mean? And it's not that, you know, easy to walk between the raindrops, (laughs) you know? It's very difficult, and we've been asked to do it for a long, long time. But I remember what Jeremy Fowler said yesterday. fala. He said that, you know, it's only a matter of time until the monoclonal um, antibodies come through. And uh, the researcher was saying earlier that um, because there's a, a, a kind of... You know, they know how to treat people in ICU now. It means that people will probably spend longer in ICU rather than dying, you know. So hopefully in the system, and this can happen with a circuit break, you know, you're not just constantly firefighting. That's the idea of a fire break, you know. A fire break. Um, Hopefully they've worked out oh yeah, we need X number of beds, but the people are going to be in the beds for longer, yeah? Because fewer of them are going to die. Fewer of them or less than less than them? Less than them are going to die. I think it's less than them, isn't it? Less than them. Um, having said that, still like 80 people died within the 28-day framework today. So, you know... Um, yeah, it's, it is exhausting, but, you know, we don't have any choice, really. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> And, you know, just remember the, all the basic things, especially if you're in an area where it's really kind of, you know, on fire. Yeah, But please try to take care of yourselves as best you can and try to stay positive. And I think that, you know, things are going to get worse before they get better. Hopefully, at some point, we will have a a um, circuit break in in England. Uh, Ireland have gone into one, France have got the curfews, you know Australia are bringing in new restrictions, you know, so it's like happening all around the world and I think it's only a matter of time before um, Sausage Johnson does something. Right, let's hope I'm right. Thank you very much. (laughs) I run to the shop, bump into everyone, say, Have you heard? Have you heard the news? There is a podcast called Social Distance. Share it, like it, astound your friends, everything you want to hear about. The greatest public health emergency in any of our lives. four times a week and it is free Mondays Wednesdays and Fridays and, and an omnibus on Sundays, Sundays for King great transman oh yesterday we were trying to find something uh, enjoyable yet suitable for a 4 year old and we stumbled upon life on earth the groundbreaking natural history series that David Attenborough made for the BBC in the 1970s and it's really good really really good it goes back to the fundamentals of uh, you know Dar- Darwin's theory of natural selection and get this right he starts in the bloody Brazilian rainforest and then he goes to the Galapagos Islands and he's looking at this fucking massive tortoise. And it's a turtle, I think. And he says, Look, this one's got this shaped um, house on his back. I think it was like a kind of bungalow shaped house on his back. And this one's got this other shaped house. It's like a block of flats. And this is the reason why. It was brilliant, really good. He was such a good looking guy, wasn't he? It's a shame he's got old, that old fucker. But he was so dishy, wasn't he? Such a dish. What a dish. Anyway, that was really good to watch that. I really enjoyed that. It was great. Beautiful TV. You can see why it made such a splash, you know? It's nice when you see things that you've heard about for years and then you kind of, you know, get to um, consume them. Consume. And they, they actually live up to the hype. You know, the last thing... Like that for me was Hamilton, which I'd heard all about it and I didn't ever see it live, but I saw it on Disney+. Plus, the thing I spoke about at the time, didn't I? And um, it's really nice when that happens, you know what I mean? That old Biden has got the Hamilton crew to make a um, version, a kind of, you know, um, socially distanced, self-isolating type or work from home, more like type version of the room where it happened which is fucking great worked really really well and um, anyway let's think of um, what should we think of let's think of a turtle lovely turtle I think it may be illegal to trade in, in uh, tortoises in Britain these days I, d- I think it is illegal to sell a tortoise but I'm, I'm going super tortoise now I'm going turtle So let's turtle escape your tortoise. Make it really big in your mind's eye. Okay, lovely design on the shell, isn't it? Beautiful. Worked really well, that. Whoever did that. (laughs) One, two, three. (laughs) Walk between the raindrops. Take care of yourselves. Thank you ever so much for listening. And next episode is on Wednesday... So we'll see what happens, where we, where, we'll see where we are with all of these things that we're tracking, you know. The early vote count, the Trump meltdown, and obviously the um, situation in England and situation in the rest of the UK and the rest of the world. The rest of the world. Alright, take care, bye.